Well, where should we get started today? I don't know. There is a plethora of fat, a plethora of fat, a pile of fat to get through today and then fat pile Friday tomorrow. I mean, I may even just take the fat. The fat, the fat may just roll over into the weekend, but we might as well start with saying goodbye to Quibi. Uh, yes, Quibi Holdings LLC shutting down. I know, I know. I was a fan. I wanted to be a huge fan of Quibi, and yet from the very beginning, they kind of let us down. They had served up the shows that uh, you know were five or ten minute chapters, which I liked, and some of the shows were really good, but the bulk of shows on the platform were not that good and of course they're blaming it you know mostly on COVID-19 it was designed you know they were the selling point was to be on the go in between moments uh, at a moment in time which no one had in between moments it was all just moments at home and uh, really strange and of course it was the way they promoted it and the way it started out was all wrong. And look, they only, they only got started out with, you know, $1.7 billion. I know it's reported, you know, 2 billion, but it's really, I think the 1.75 billion was the amount that they started out with. They now have only 350 million in the bank and they're, you know, looking to wrap it up and return as much as they can to the investors. You know, if you invested, uh, you know, a hundred million, are you happy to get 2 million back? I guess maybe, you know, you're getting something back and, uh, you know, they're big deal. They got employees that are, you know, probably making really good money. And of course they want to find a you know, a good landing for those employees. And I know that they will help them get a new gig. Good luck. Uh, Good luck. So I know that they, you know, want to talk about what a great journey it was, but man, I wish they would have just, they should just give it to me. Just give me Quibi. I know they tried to sell it. They tried to raise more capital. They tried to do everything. And it, they claim that they tried to do everything they could to keep it alive, but their main focus at the beginning was all wrong, but that's a moot point now because it's over. They're shutting down. What happens now with all that content? I don't know. Uh, A lot of it's kind of cool. It'd be, you know, it'd be cool to see, you know, Netflix or Hulu, someone pick up the shows and just put them together. So you'd have an hour, hour and a half uh, show to watch. And, you know, the, the Quibi compilation. But we'll see what happens. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to follow. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> All right, I have a million dollar idea for you, but you won't be able to do it if you're in pain. So let me help you getting out of pain, and then you can go forth and do. My way of helping you, you know, get out of pain is to tell you about a product that can actually get you out of pain, Relief Factor. The other day, my daughter is sitting there and she says, Dad, did you know that our brains don't remember pain accurately? And I was like, yeah. Uh, hello, it's kind of a biological defense mechanism that allows us to, uh, I don't know, live better. So we don't remember when we fell out of the tree and smashed our head against the car, that kind of thing. It helps, uh, when mothers have babies and they scream, I'll never have another child again. You did this to me. And you know, the next day it's like, oh, we have to have another child. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, um, The best thing, you know, about pain, uh, aside from learning from it, is when it goes away. And for some of us, it doesn't ever go away. But Relief Factor can help you 
dismiss that pain. That's right. Over 50 million people in America are going to miss work due to pain. That's an incredible number. For some of us, a pain is a daily thing. Hello. Uh, 66% of us expect to live the rest of our life with some pain. I'm definitely in that percentage points. But Relief Factor targets the underlying problem areas from four different metabolic pathways to alleviate pain at the source. It's based on 15 years of clinical practice, four key ingredients to help your body's fight against inflammation. It supports a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort. And all that having been said, I'm just telling you, it works. It comes in convenient little individual packets. It supports healthy joints and muscles. So if you, like me, are suffering from chronic pain, I mean, the question is, what price would you put on making that pain go away? <laughs> I mean, you could send me uh, the low, low price of, well, I mean, there's no amount that you could give me that would really do it. So your best bet is 19.95 to Relief Factor. 19.95 will get you a three-week quick start to Relief Factor. Just go to relieffactor.com. 19.95 for a three-week quick start. Look. Of the people that order Relief Factor, 70% of the people go on to order more. It's designed by doctors, and it's not a drug. It helps you get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. Go to ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384 or go to ReliefFactor.com. All right, million dollar idea. So, and I know some of you are going to say, it's already out there, Jeff. What are you, an idiot? Maybe I am. (laughs) Maybe I am. So I'm sitting there last night watching my my wife in the kitchen, you know, cooking. And uh, she's got her headphones on and she's listening to whatever she listens to. And I'm sure it's this podcast. Right. But, uh, my, so my daughter comes in and she wants to hear what my wife is listening to. And so they put it on their Bluetooth speaker. So it's in the kitchen and I'm thinking, well, why doesn't the headphones just connect? Because these headphones, you know, connect to the Bluetooth, but not multiple headphones. So here's a million dollar idea for you. Make it so multiple headphones can connect to the same Bluetooth phone computer so you're all listening to the same thing. Oh, Jeff, that already is available. If it is, email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. If it isn't, go forth and create. And I'll just take my cut. You can mail me whatever it is that you sell your app for okay all right thank you you're welcome by the way okay so never mind that the planet is in turmoil uh we'll go around the globe a little bit and talk a little bit about that turmoil uh in a little bit but we are doing better things to save the planet i mean electric cars animal free dairy climate friendly i'm sorry not not just animal free dairy but climate friendly food so i mean you have gm unveiling the new electric hummer uh features you know you get 350 miles uh it has a crab mode for diagonal off-road movement driver assist software it's got their digital cockpit system that they designed with uh the creator of fortnite uh, under the GMC brand, GM's going to pump these out at its uh, Detroit uh, Hamtramck plant, um, which has been named, I'm sorry, it's not the Hamtramck plant, it's the Factory Zero. Okay, so I guess Factory Zero is now the cornerstone of GM's zero emission, zero crash, zero congestion roadmap. Oh, Man, does that sound good, right? Right. By 2023, GM plans to unveil 20 electric vehicles. Wow. 
They've set aside $4.5 billion to upgrade factories. Oh, wow. They've got $2.2 billion for Factory Zero, which will produce the electric cruise origin. $2 billion to reconfigure a Tennessee plant to produce uh, the new Cadillac. They've got $300 million for a plant in another plant in Orient Township, Michigan. Wow. So you've got the new Hummer. Uh, the new, you know, GM's electric collection, uh, you know, the head of their electric collection. It gives uh, Tesla Cybertruck, the electric Ford F-150 hitting the streets. So good times, good times for electric vehicles. Then we have news from Bob Iger, you know, former uh, head of Disney. He uh, put out the news I, I think yesterday, but at least within the last couple days, uh, you know, since he stepped down from Disney, he joined the board of animal free dairy startup. Perfect day. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now look, what does he know about animal free dairy? Well, his uh, expertise will open doors and add knowledge of operational excellence. You know, from his Disney and Apple days. They raised $360 million, uh, including uh, from a Singapore investor. Uh, Only has uh, one commercially available product right now, a non-dairy ice cream. Uh, You know, we're planning on doing more, though. But ice cream first. Say, okay, got it? So they use uh, this fungi, fermentation tanks, They copied cow DNA. They make this animal-free ice cream. I have not tried this, this Perfect Day. I'm going to have to try to uh, see if I can get a taste of the Perfect Day ice cream. So we have have that. You have Impossible Foods uh, rolling out more. We talked about this before, all the new uh, plant-based foods. So Impossible Foods is going to go into, you know, their animal-free steak, bacon, fish, and their own uh, milk, dairy, non-dairy, fake dairy product. And because uh, they pledged to make a no-cow milk that cooks, heats, and even mixes with coffee like cow milk. Isn't that what, isn't that what Perfect Day is trying to do? Okay, we'll see. Uh, they're out, so the fight is on. The non-dairy milk war is on. Okay, so the first company that can make that no cow milk milk that cooks, heats, and even mixes with coffee like cow milk will be the winner. Yay! And then we have you know the headline is Panera Bread, but there's plenty of restaurants now that are trying to uh, you know label their menu with items that are climate friendly uh you know because of the 2019 report from the united nations found that the global food system accounts for 37 percent of global greenhouse gas emissions yeah we don't have to worry about that we don't want to worry about feeding the people on the planet we want to worry about global gas emissions coming from the food on your plate all right whatever uh, Panera Bread, remember, they were like they were the first national restaurant chain to put calorie counts on the menus, and they, uh, you know, are now uh, labeling items as climate friendly. <laughs> okay, thank you. So the salads and the sandwiches and the soups, we want we want to you know have that footprint uh, as low as possible, and we want to have they have one entree called cool food meal so that's what it's called because of the world resources institute oh isn't that nice that's nice so panera worked with the environmental think tank world resources institute to calculate the carbon footprint of the menu while uh menu items with the distinction of uh earning the badge of cool food uh I mean, broccoli cheddar soup, Mediterranean bowl. I mean, doesn't that just sound good? Yes. Yes, it does. I know that they are, uh, you know, they're really looking for uh, people to make that informed decision. Grains, fruits, vegetables. 
And uh, we know that dairy products and meat are at the higher end, of course. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to have any dairy products or meat. Duh. So Just Salad, which has locations across six states, implemented carbon labeling. Oh, that's good, because we want that carbon labeling. Now, this is going to come as a surprise to you. Uh, just And this is just a... I, know, just, I, I hate to throw this in there, <laughs> but I have never been to Just Salad. So, I don't know. I cannot tell you what a great place it is and how important uh, the Buffalo Caesar Salad, for example, that has... 0.77 kilograms of carbon dioxide is good or not, but it's part of the cool food meal badge of good housekeeping seal, so it's gotta be good, right? Right. Gotta be good. I mean, I, I know it's just me, probably, but when I see a menu that has calories on it, I don't even... I, I mean, I... I chuckle to myself about that because I'm ordering food that I like and I want to eat and it's available. I don't care about that. I don't care about the calories. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, helping, if it's perceived to help the planet survive. I just don't, I just don't care. Uh, you know, I want the steak. I want the potatoes, the salad. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody around here will eat it. Uh, you know, so bring it. It's part of the deal, but you don't have to rush that whole salad delivery. I, you know, I just don't care. I just don't. I mean, I know I hate the planet, but I, that's the way it is. All right, I have a question for you. Um, so I guess I should go to the break room, but it's, yeah, all right, let's go to the break room. Let's get a drink, get something on our throat, something cold, refreshing. And then I have a question for you. Oh my gosh. That's so good. So good. Okay. All right. I need one more drink. <laughs> mm. so good so my question is how does Keith Oberman still have a platform to reach the dingleberries that he's reaching now I don't want him to be cancelled I want him to have a platform I, more voices more voices more voices more voices but my question is if Alex Jones doesn't have a platform how does Keith Oberman still have a platform? That's just my question. That's just my question. If we're going to hate and keep people off of platforms, how are we not hating and keeping a person like Keith Oberman off of this, uh, those same platforms? I think you know the answer. I was just, you know, thinking off the top of my head. Now, I mean it when I say more voices. Subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber to this podcast, you, <laughs> uh, I don't want to say you're part of the problem, but, uh, you know, some people might say that. So if you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber, you need to become a subscriber. So subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay. You can choose whatever platform warms the little cockles of your heart. There's a plethora of them to choose from like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. Oh, we're going to talk. I got to tell you the story about Spotify and podcasts and movies. And I know, I mean, they, they, I, mean I, I'm, I wasn't listed in the story, but I'm sure I'm, I'm sure, I'm, you know, one of the highlighted shows. So we'll just we'll get to that i'm positive of that so subscribe to chewing the fat and when i say more voices now is the time to actually uh you know put your money where your mouth is as far as believing in more voices and that's what blaze tv is all about and that's what helps keep this podcast free for you to subscribe to is membership and subscribership to blaze tv so if you go to blaze tv.com slash jeffy right now uh and use the promo code 
Jeffy. It's going to save you a 30 bucks for an annual membership. Uh, that's the best price we've ever given out, I think. I mean, I don't think we've given a better price than that. Is it possible? Sure. But I doubt it. So go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and use the promo code Jeffy and save 30 bucks on a year. <laughs> Just, you know, it's an incredible price. And it also means that you believe in more voices, not less. There shouldn't be people getting axed from platforms. We should be able to listen and watch what we want when we want. And that's why it's important to keep things like Blaze alive. So blazetv.com slash Jeffy, promo code Jeffy. And, uh, you know, you know, look, you're already subscribing. You're subscribing to the podcast, and now you're subscribed to Blaze TV. You might as well subscribe to my YouTube channel, same name as the podcast, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And, you know, we'll just make that happen, Okay. All right, that's a good deal. Can't wait a huge, you know, if you're listening live today, the 22nd of October, 2020, we know that we have uh, the debate tonight, the last debate between uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, If you can make it, you know, it might be worth a watch. I don't know. Just maybe you just listen to the highlights. Maybe I just tell you some highlights tomorrow or not. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some low lights to go through. So we'll see. I don't know. Eh, we'll see. Did you, uh, and we got the World Series, uh, you know, of Rays and the uh, Dodgers. Uh, we got night off tonight for those of you, again, listening live. They're not, the World Series not up against the uh, debate. And uh, it's one and one. Uh, Dodgers won the first game. Rays won the second last night. They looked good. They looked strong. It was a fun game to watch. So, you know. Got that going on as well. Also, one of the things that uh, happened was, remember Carol Baskin from Tiger King? And, uh, you know, the head of her uh, big cat sanctuary in Tampa Bay. Uh, she, the headline is, uh, Carol Baskin uh, comes out as a bisexual. <laughs> what? Now, she says that uh, I've always considered myself to be bisexual. Oh, really? Yeah, I've always considered myself to be bisexual. Now, I have never had a wife, but I could just as easily have a wife as a husband. Oh, well, uh, she said she started exploring her sexuality in the 80s when she engaged uh, to a psychologist uh, who was working with parents in the LGBTQ community who had been affected by the HIV crisis. Well, she was engaged to this psychologist. I was always very male-oriented in the things I did. I never had any mothering instincts or anything, you know. I never played with dolls. And so I always thought that there was something off there. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Although I think she probably did put her finger on it, and maybe that was the problem. Anyway, uh, she uh, realized then that uh, discovered through the dealings uh, with the LGBT community that I just had feelings for women, as I did for men. And as far as uh, the way they feel about us, I think we're all one, and I just don't see us as being different genders or different colors or anything. Oh, well, that's special. Uh, are you... You're married, right? You're married to a man, or at least I think he identifies as a man. And you were married to a person who identified as a man who has been, you know, dead in uh, parentheses, quotation marks. Uh, I say them both now just to tick off some of the podcast listeners. And uh, and who emailed me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com to remind me of well, the parentheses, it was quotation marks. I got it. Thank you. Um, so you know what? I, I'm coming out as gay as well. Yeah. I always considered myself that now I've never acted on it. Uh, you know, I never had a husband, uh, but you know, Hey, I, it could have just happened. So, you know, could have, it didn't, it didn't, but it could have. So Carol, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. No problem. Uh, I understand. For the first time in my life, I'm on the same side as Carol Baskin. Not as a 
as a as a lesbian, but as a coming out as bisexual. Right? So if she's bisexual, then that doesn't make her a lesbian. That just makes her bi. So you know what? I'm 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 coming out as bi. Yeah, me too. Never acted on it, but I'm with you, Carol, hundred <laughs> percent. She's so I want everybody to like me. I don't want to say bad things about anybody. Give money to my big cat rescue, please. Okay. All right. Thank you. Did you see uh, Twitch had a gaming night with uh, AOC and uh, Ilan Omar? Uh, they logged in to play uh, the game Among Us. The third most viewed single Twitch stream in history. At one point, they had 439,000 people simultaneously logged on to Twitch to watch uh, AOC play the video game. I guess she was pretty good. I, 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 didn't, I didn't log in. I wasn't one of the 439,000 people. I know. But apparently she was, uh, you know, having fun and good. And boy, I bet you she was great and just riveting to watch. Along with Alan Omar. Oh, man. Wow, did I... I'm bummed that I missed it. I really am. I'm bummed that I that I missed it. I really am. Oh, I was talking about um, podcast and movies and uh, uh, Spotify. So I see this story. And I'm, it's reading about how Hollywood has mined podcasts for story ideas since the early 2000s. But uh, now it's gone to the next level, right? Uh, film and TV production companies are using podcasts as their, you know, content incubators, testing out ideas uh, on the medium and whether they should make, uh, you know, whether they should produce something onto the big screen. So there's this uh, Charon Entertainment, C-H-E-R-N-I-N Entertainment, uh, U.S. production company, and they've produced you know movies, Planet of the Apes and Ford v Ferrari. I mean, those are two, uh, you know, two movies huge. Ford v Ferrari was actually so much better than I thought it was going to be. Anyway, they just inked a deal with Spotify to adapt the streaming uh, music giant's growing library of podcasts into films and TV series. Under the partnership, Sharon and Spotify will, you know, rub each other's backs or scratch or massage each other. Uh, Sharon gets to go through Spotify's original audio shows for movie ideas while Spotify can sift through Sharon's uh, heap of unadapted intellectual property for concepts that might make more sense as podcasts uh i'm hello uh you can uh this this program while not exclusively on spotify i believe i've said before on this show i'm willing to sit down and talk to spotify about that and i'm telling you uh Sharon, you i know i know that you've listened to this podcast and mined some ideas there's been multiple times when I say, uh, hello, they had to have been listening to the show. Now we know they were. One, one last little note on the debate. Um, it's the final U.S. presidential debate. I'll just give you some facts so you know, so that we know what we're going to not have to talk about. Uh, they're, I guess they're covering six topics. Uh, fighting COVID-19, American families, Race in America, of course. Climate change, oh God. National security and leadership. I <sighs> just saying it out loud makes it agonizing. Uh, NBC's Kristen Welker is the moderator. It's going to be uh, uh, in Nashville, and uh, don't forget the mics are going to be muted. Now, according to this, the mics are muted when they're not supposed to be talking or if they talk too much. I thought it was just in their opening statements. So if Christian or, you know, Bill in the back has uh, access to the mute button, that's uh, going to be awesome. Remember we talked about that? It's going to be awesome when all of a sudden... I just want to make sure you're going to be having people scream off mic. It'll be great. Uh, I hope uh, we want we want Biden and Trump to be screaming things off mic. That's one good thing to look for as a you know a low light from the debate. All right, no more. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs>
could talk a little business news, uh, big business news, uh, big companies. We talked about, uh, you know, GM and some of the other companies. Uh, we, we talked about the automobile industry. We've talked about the food industry. So we might as well talk about the drug industry. Purdue Pharma has agreed to plead guilty to federal criminal charges as part of the U.S. opioid crisis. Uh, according to this, Purdue's role in the opioid crisis is well established. Uh, it pleaded guilty to violating kickback laws when it paid doctors to write more opioid prescriptions. I hate that when businesses want people to promote their product, but hey, uh, I know, I know, I know. Don't look at me like that. So um, the company said it's going to pay more than $8 billion some of which will go to opioid treatment and abatement programs. Now, the only problem is uh, I could have said that as well. Yeah, you know what? I'll pay you $8 billion because they don't have $8 billion. Now they have an opportunity to make $8 billion. I, on the other hand, do not have, uh, do not have the Purdue uh, company backing me. But uh, the, cover- the government is going to now reshape Purdue into a public benefit company boy doesn't that sound good (laughs) oh yeah that's what we want uh a public benefit company wow that's just the new company is still going to produce uh oxycontin well yeah um i know the critics no let's just stop making it let's stop let's stop making drugs that help people i know it killed some i just I, i can't i can't so, um, look, the big pharma, uh, $8 billion, they have $2 trillion uh, in states wanting money. So these states, these settlements uh, and lawsuits all across the country, yeah, we'll pay you. <laughs> we'll pay you. But we don't have any money to pay you. Sure, we'll make a deal. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But they're going to have to continue to make drugs to make money that's how it works you make the product that you're known for and then you continue to make money <laughs> it's just so funny how that works right uh png the maker of tide reported it this is going to come as a surprise reported its biggest global sales increase in 15 years last quarter wow yeah no kidding with the lockdown and wreck it uh, ben Kaiser, which is you know a rival to P and G, they make Lysol, uh, also uh, revealed that it had a great quarter, and it said that sales of condoms they sell Durex uh, rebounded in a big way after the lockdowns. So people are out meeting each other. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you don't just buy, ah, you know what, honey, when you run to the store, let's pick up some condoms. No. So you're going to have, we're either going to have a plethora of COVID babies in a few months, which definitely will happen. But we're also, uh, people are, uh, back out, uh, taking care of a little business. And as long as you're out taking care of a little business, uh, you need, uh, some products from Durex. All right, well, we might as well do a little uh, COVID-19 update. Just, uh, you know, let you in on a few stories. Australia, uh, COVID-19 quarantine blood testing. Uh, there's a little issue. Uh, they're telling uh, hundreds of people now, hey, uh, you know, we might want to have you take the old HIV test. <laughs> That's it, though. Boy, a couple hundred uh, former residents of a quarantine facility in Australia uh, are being urged to take the test for... Uh, any kind of uh, blood transmitted diseases, including HIV, after they admitted, you know, we use some of the same devices to test the blood on multiple guests. That's it, though. That's it. Don't worry about it. Although one of the weird things that I found in this story is talking about the quarantine facilities. So uh, they closed the borders in Australia to all non-citizens and residents in March. And if you return to Australia, you've got to pay $3,000 Australian money. It's a, it's only $2,110 in American money. And you get to spend two weeks 
in a state quarantine facility. I mean, that's just dumb. Anyway, uh, in the month since, you know, they have the travelers that have come through and stayed at the quarantine hotels. Uh, some of those quarantine hotels required blood tests and they were using the glucose level testing kits and, uh, you know, they were, yeah, they were testing diabetes and people, women that were pregnant and older people. And yeah, sure. We used, uh, you know, the devices on multiple residents, uh, before, you know, before cleaning them and using them again so don't worry about it just get your blood tested but i find that really strange that they were they the quarantine facility you had to stay in with if we thought you could possibly be sick even if you weren't we're gonna put you all together it's just uh seems uh new yorkish <laughs> yeah let's just put all the sick people together they'll be fine don't worry about it we have the brazilian doctor who died uh, after volunteering for the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine trial, and he was part of the you know experimental group. Now, so it's being reported that he died from complications from the virus, but according to other reports, he was getting the placebo, not the test vaccine. So it wasn't the vaccine. In fact, the vaccine may have actually legitimately helped this guy if he wasn't taking the placebo so that was in brazil in the united kingdom researchers are preparing for the human challenge study for the vaccine and they want to infect healthy young people with the virus as part of the trial uh what could possibly go wrong but i mean do we have to do it i guess sure a new study has also found that a third of excess deaths in the United States during the pandemic uh, could not be directly attributed to the coronavirus. Oh, I thought it was all the government's fault and all of Trump's fault, but no. Uh, U.S. death counts uh, are, you know, pretty consistent uh, year to year. They increased 20% during march through july of 2020 and COVID 19 of course was documented cause for only 67 percent of these excess deaths so all right i know you know absolutely some states had greater difficulty than others containing the spread but uh that's that's kind of cool although i still see we have plenty of lockdowns my gosh new york new york they're still doing huge travel restrictions so 43 states and territories now meet criteria to quarantine for two weeks if you go to the state of new york connecticut and new jersey has the same kind of advisory uh, for mandatory quarantines if you go into their states from 43 states or territories, why do they even, why not just every state? I don't know. I don't understand why they're trying to make it look like they have, they're actually looking into it. No, uh, just make it happen. Every state. If you come into our state, you have to quarantine for two weeks and that's the law. So there you go. Live with it. I just, uh, many have said that, uh, governor Cuomo of New York, is you know a bad person i agree <laughs> i do not like that man sam i am it is a guy is that's a real problem that's a real real problem yeah that's right you could quote me on that no problem in the next segment, we're going to talk a little Hunter Biden. We're going to talk a little bit of Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell. She had a deposition released. We'll get into that. And we'll also talk about one of the coolest things that I didn't know existed. I saw it yesterday. It's from Japan. It really is really, really cool. And it has to do with, well, trees. And I didn't know it existed. We'll talk about that. And a whole lot more in the next segment here on Chewing the Fat. 
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So there's a headline that talks about a new gland. Well, I'll just read you the headline. Uh, Possible new organ in the human throat. <laughs> you can write your own jokes. It just I you know I can I, I've already written a dozen in my head, but according to Dutch scientists, they do have a possible new organ in the th- human throat. So I mean, is it possible? I guess people are kind of skeptical now. They apparently it's part of uh, the. Uh, salivary glands but uh, they're not sure if it's part of the deal or if it's new I know that uh, they're looking uh, you know it's they don't know if it's part of the tubular glands it's a new you know anatomical functional entity we're not sure uh, they were they found it it's a new it's a new study published in the Journal of Radiotherapy and Oncology because that's how it was discovered with a new scan that they that they use and so we'll see if it's actually a new one or not because uh, the study concentrated on a small number of patients who were mostly male and they used uh, specific uh, rather than standard tests so they're looking to do more a bigger test with women and healthier patients to see if it's there to see if it's a it's actually a new gland or if it was a it's a gland that's just part of the deal that shows up different when you're sick or when you're not sick but i think we just stick with the joke that it's a new organ in the throat Anyway, um, global unrest. I uh, talked a little bit about that earlier. I wanted to talk just a little bit about that. We talked about what's going on in Nigeria uh, with the SARS protest, the end SARS protest, the hashtag end SARS. Uh, now they're saying that uh, 56 people have uh, you know, been uh, killed during the protest, during these peaceful protests. And I, you know, are they peaceful? I don't know. Uh, I haven't been Niger- to Nigeria in a long, long time. Uh, in fact, I don't remember being in Nigeria. <laughs> but it, you know, so it's been a it's been a long, long, long time. But it's all about police brutality and this SARS, the special anti robbery squad. Sounds you can quote me on this bad. So uh, you know, now they still have you know people are pissed. And the government has imposed a 24-hour curfew. And, you know, the army has dismissed reports of the shootings as fake news. Do you believe it? I don't know. I mean, that SARS program uh, was not a good thing. They were driving around with, you know, no uniform, no specific uniforms and no specific automobiles. And they were just, you know, doing what they wanted to do, you know, for safety purposes Uh uh-huh now they've disbanded the sars unit Uh, protesters you know now want more changes after the years of police brutality i don't really uh blame them but uh the president has called for understanding and calm we'll see if that actually happens or not and we go to thailand protesters are defying government ban on gatherings uh, in Bangkok, they pushed back against helmeted police, so they're not happy with that. Uh, the police have got batons and riot shields, so we've got more demonstrators holding umbrellas against the water. It's, you know, is that going to happen again? I don't know. I don't know. They, you know, who knows? Uh, it looked good to the world, though, when it was happening, so it wouldn't surprise me if they bring that back. Uh, we've got China being called out on their uh, mistreatment, their genocide going on uh, to Muslims and Christians, by the way. But, you know, who cares about the Christians, right? We just care about the Muslims. I know, I know. And don't forget the Chinese president, uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, talked about, uh, you know, telling his military to prepare for war. Don't do anything else. Just have your mind ready to prepare for war. Oh, all right. No problem. Uh, isn't that what the army is supposed to do anyway? But, yeah. 
hearing it from the president like that makes it sound more ominous. We have Hunter Biden stuff with the laptop and the text messages and the photos and the nobody cares. I mean, you can go back and listen to the Hunter Biden story podcast that I did. Uh, episode 227 of Chewing the Fat. Uh, who's Hunter Biden? And it goes through, uh, you know, documents quite a bit of his life. And, you know, he's just, he's the kid that dad didn't love, really. I mean, Bo is the guy and he's the, he's the kid that dad didn't really love. Bo, uh, Hunter was just the other kid. And, uh, you know, now he's, you know, he's just been doing drugs to try to get by it. And he's off, you know, partying and, and taking care of, uh, you know, business, uh, with and without Durexes because, uh, you know, he's got his baby down South there from the stripper. So, you know, it, it is his laptop for real. Probably. I mean, they've been doing business in Ukraine and China and making millions of dollars. And now we're seeing, you know, emails and texts and having to cut dad half the money. If we can make that trail, if you can make, you've got to make the connection between Hunter and Joe Biden. I don't know how much of a wall is there. Is there enough of a wall to keep Joe Biden alive? I don't know. Is there enough of a wall to keep him alive to get elected president and then get rid of him? That's very possible. Uh, but we'll see. And nobody, you know, if you start just, if you just talk about Hunter, eh, nobody cares. He's just a, he's an adult who's had problems and, you know, he's doing drugs and he's doing strippers and doing hookers and he's just you know it's like okay so i i don't know just nobody really cares and then we have jelaine maxwell with jeffrey epstein i mean her deal uh that deposition was released incredible and i've been going through it and it's 465 pages so i'm i haven't gone through every page yet i know don't look at me like that i'm sorry all right but it goes through in the first, you know, the first 25 pages are all, you know, I'm gonna, the attorney is saying, hey, don't answer that or whatever. So then they break it down. When you get to, uh, you know, page like, say, 32, uh, you know, she talks about it's just another one of Virginia because this is uh, because of the Virginia Guffrey, right? Her or Guffrey uh, case against jelaine and jeffrey epstein and uh she talks about the were you in charge of hiring individuals to provide massages for jeffrey epstein my job included hiring many people there were six homes as i sit here i hired assistants i hired architects i hired decorators i hired cooks i hired cleaners i hired gardeners i hired pool people i hired pilots i hired all sorts of people in the course of a very small part of my job was from time to time to time to find adult professional massage therapists for Jeffrey. And we make sure that we clear that up adult. Because <laughs> they're making a big case over bringing in underage people. Uh, were there any underage? And she says no. Well, we'll get back into this. I mean, by the time we get into the deeper pages of this, uh, we'll see. Um the attorney keeps uh, objecting to the form and foundation and they're going back and forth and what's private and what's not. I mean, it's a deposition. If you've ever been part of a deposition, it, it's agonizing. Um, but you know, it's be, it's fascinating to, uh, to read this and we'll see, uh, you know, as long as it's released, I mean, we might as well go ahead and read it, right. And see what's in it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to just, not read it duh so i was telling you about these trees all right so i had never seen these before and i that i that i recall and i mean i've seen a lot of weird stuff on the planet all right i mean i go out of my way to look for weird stuff on the planet and this is both weird and beautiful i, I just i i really was i was fascinated by it and i i want it to be i want it to be here i want it to have it on my property it's called daisuki or daisuki uh, d-a-i-s-u-g-i it's a japanese forestry technique for creating a tree platform for other trees 
So it, it was created back in the 15th century, according to this story, and uh, Daisuke. And they have trees growing on top of other trees. And it is really cool looking. And they're creating forestry. I mean, that's more extra lumber, and that's how they build things, I guess. And that's how they were doing small areas of, uh, you know, creating more lumber, right? You cut down, uh, uh, you have a platform of trees, and you grow trees on top of that platform. It's beautiful. I was looking at a couple of pictures from the forests and people's homes. Uh, It is really cool looking. So you have a tree that you either cut down or it's, you know, it's kind of dying and you plant other trees on top of that. So these trees grow on top of those. Don't look at me like, yeah, I got it, Jeff. All right. So we got it. A tree on top of a tree. What's so big deal about it? I don't know. It's just pretty. And I'd never seen it before. Daisogi. And I just thought it was beautiful kind of like the bonsai you know i like the bonsai so we got the bonsai you got the daisuke daisagi daisuke yeah that's what i said and so now i see where speaking of trees that you can buy a tree from this project in colorado called uh rooted future and for 35 bucks i mean it's kind of like buying a plot of land on the moon only this way you can you know you see it so for 35 bucks you get a tree you get to name it they tag it with a qr code and you can find out exactly where your tree is you can go and hug it if you want they'll plant it for you you can name it you'll know exactly where it is and you can go and hug your tree anytime you want to and you can name it and what they want you to name it is you know something appropriate like katniss evergreen or spruce wayne <laughs> oh, so funny <laughs> so cute or you could name your tree after someone you love a loved one that has passed on and you can do it in memory of of that person and it's just a wonderful thing and it's kind of cool you know you buy a tree you plant a tree now you could purchase the tree on your own and maybe plant it i don't know where you live or you could give 35 bucks to Rooted Future and let them plant it wherever they wanted to and then send you a code where, hey, we planted your tree here. If you want to come and visit, come to Colorado and here's where your tree is. You can GPS yourself right to the tree. Either way, uh, either way, you plant the tree in your backyard, you plant it in Colorado, you plant a tree. Maybe that's you know a new campaign we should start. Well, it's not a new campaign. Maybe that's a campaign we should get behind here on Chewing the Fat is plant a tree or plant a daisaki that's how i'm up for that 